Yo. Hey. What's going on? How are you? Terrific. How are you? Oh, just fantastic. You got a, got a, got a little snow up there, did you? We got a couple 10, 12 inches. That's gross. It, it really was. I mean, it's <laughs> it it is that time of year, but it's still gross. I'm glad I uh, I got my marathon in when I did though last week. Yeah, seriously, right now, everything is just a blanket of white right now. Mr. Benson, how's it going? Can you hear me all right? I got you. I got you. We got Brian with us here too. Could you hear him? Hey, Colin, how you doing, man? Very good. Yeah, loud and clear. It's uh to be. You know, I, I I tried to call my mom on the way home from soccer and uh, cut. So it's weird how all of a sudden this stuff works so perfect. And all I was doing was <laughs> trying to call her. <laughs> well, Brian Brian indicated or informed me a couple weeks back that this all runs on Wi-Fi. So it's not cellular towers that we're relying on. So as long as you're close to your Wi-Fi, we should be good to go. Yeah, let, I'm in my... Uh, Sitting of my seat, computer screens in the basement, which sometimes can be finicky. So if I'm uh, cutting out or anything, I'll just run upstairs. Just let me know. Yeah, you're you're okay right now. I, you're kind of a bit spotty, but it's it's coming in fine on my end. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I can hear. If you guys hear me too, I'm. I got my uh, closet um, office space set up, so zero distractions. Hopefully, I I, I have two doors I can lock. So. Hopefully that keeps the riffraff out. <laughs> yeah, you guys are all a little earlier. I I just uh, yelled at the, my kids to uh, get in the shower and start, you know, the the routine of getting going. To bed, so shut shutting her down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Eight o'clock. That's what uh, I'm cracking whips pretty hard by eight o'clock here on on Mountain Standard Time. <laughs> but next week, well, next week, Mike, we'll be on the same. Uh, we're going to be on the same time timeline there. Yeah, we will. We will. So, Colin, I live in Arizona now, and Arizona doesn't participate in daylight savings time. So, half of the year we're three hours behind the East Coast. The other half of the year we're two hours behind the East Coast. So, as of what Sunday morning, Brian and I will be on the same time time zone. Wow, that's yep. interesting. That that thing I. I, I didn't know that. That's interesting. I've been, I've been waiting for the change. Getting up in the morning has been so dark. It's been tough. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's let me let me kick this off and let me do my little intro and then we'll we'll kind of keep the conversation rolling and, and get into some fun stuff. If you guys are good with that. Yeah. Perfect. Game on. All right. So uh, what do we got here? So. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RFP Podcast, episode number 197, Relentless Forward Progress. I'm your co-host, Mikey Baldini, starting off with episode number eight of the Ultra Dads episode with Brian Shane. You out there? Hey, Mike. I am here. Welcome, welcome. And we have a special guest, Mr. Colin Benson. He's out there too, right? Yeah, I'm here in uh, Maryland, the great state of Maryland here. Excellent, excellent. So uh, this is going to be a fun time. Colin, thanks for coming on board with, with us two knuckleheads tonight. Um, you know, this is for the, for the audience out there. This is the first time I've talked to Colin probably since 
oh, hell, I was a senior in high school, maybe a freshman in college. So this is going to be a, a lot of catch up, probably a lot of a reminiscing about wrestling and the good old days and, and kind of getting in the Collins story a little bit about, uh, you know, his travels has t- have taken him over the course of, uh, dare I say, last 20 plus years. <laughs> so it, it has been a while. <laughs> so before, I, before, go ahead, Bri. Oh, I was just, I, I was thinking about last time I saw Colin and that was just actually last uh, winter in Breckenridge when they were out here for a, a family wedding. So it wasn't, it wasn't too long ago at all now, was it? <laughs> no, that, that, and it was well worth it too. So sometimes those meetups yes. are crazy. Do them. That was wonderful. Oh, it's it awesome. was. It was. It was a great evening. <laughs> well, for, before we usually kick these off, Colin and I, we, you said you had listened to a couple, so we were greatly appreciative of of the the tuning in. So, Brian and I typically partake in a beverage or or three during uh during these uh, podcasts. So, <laughs> I'm not sure if uh, he gave you a heads up, but if you have a beer or a water or whatever it is that you like to drink, let us know what that might be. If you have any, yeah, I uh, I, I actually was thinking um, you guys the other day about uh, Yingling uh, possibly creeping <laughs> on on, on, on <laughs> nice. way out west, and and it and it I have to be honest with you, I am I'm a terrible adult when it comes to uh, beer and alcohol. Uh, I, I tend to drink Miller Lite, and I tell people if I want something fancy, I buy it in a bottle. Uh, <laughs> nice. and, and then I, I, I also, uh, everybody that knows me well around here, I call them a bunch of guys are all sipping whiskey and talking about this scotch or something, standing at the pina colada and going, yeah. Sorry, this this. <laughs> it tastes yeah. good. It tastes yeah. good. I, I, when, I'm, when I'm sipping and, and getting vomitized, which is what I call like after my first drinks, and uh, <laughs> you know, I still get to this day. So I'm like, oh, I, I, I have not been able to. So have a nice glass of water here in front of me and uh that that's probably what i'll do all I, right that's and that's perfect i i am actually awesome. i i'm actually kind of a weird i uh, honestly until the the pandemic here pretty have i pretty much have a strict i drink on i have a couple beers on friday and saturday and and i don't wave from it i it's just kind of my thing i don't know why that's good. That's good, man. That's perfect. That's beautiful. <laughs> you always did uh, march to the beat of your own drum, so I'm glad. I'm glad you're staying. True. Yeah, it, yeah. And so, <laughs> if enough people say this is what I should be doing, I'm doing the opposite. I, I will fully admit to that as well. So, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't expect any less from you. That's that, perfect. That, <laughs> well, in the Miller Light, now we know how you keep your uh, womenish figure. So that's that, yeah. So you know, I I, <laughs> I, 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 will tell you, I drink that. I have a few around that are men switched to the uh, skinny cans of Michelob Ultra, and I like the rasm. I'm always like, are you holding the skinny? <laughs> there, what's that all about? So, 
<laughs> Perfect. Yeah, Ultra Dad's habit has not gone to has, that has not gone the, to uh, the ultra yeah. skinny cans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, we we won't either. I, 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 but hey, desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> the only beer that I have found of of more of like you know of of the crazy beers these days, which is weird, is the sour beers. It's like the only one that much around. Um. Oh yeah, that's good on you. Yeah, because most people don't like those. Yeah, yeah. So. See, there you go. Yeah. You're, you're 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 doing it again. You're in that. You you. If people are going this way and going the IPA route, you're going that sour route because there's not a lot of people that drink the sours. <laughs> yeah. No, that's always that left in the cooler. <laughs> I also like to keep things simple. Like I don't go and and have to think about picking out a beer at the store. You know, it's like, it's like the, the, that humming and hawing. It's like, this is a place where I, I'm not supposed to be humming and hawing. I'm, I'm going to have a couple beers and I'm done with it. So that's why it's just like, it's very easy that way. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm jealous. I, I, I've burned a lot of time just doing laps in, in, the, in the beer cooler section for sure. Yeah. Well, on that, so. and that note, see, on that note, here's the perfect thing. So uh, I, you know, ran out of beer on Sunday. So, um, and just with, with the week and craziness, I just didn't have time to go to the store yet. You know, I, I, I enjoy our time, Brian and I, when we get, you know, it's happy hour for me. So I'll crack a beer at five o'clock. It's perfect timing. Right. So this morning, so this is the second week in a row that I was at the grocery store at seven thirty in the morning after dropping my wife off at work in the beer aisle, just looking at beer <laughs> at 7.30 in the morning. Now, don't get me wrong. I was purchasing. I was, I was making other purchases, but I spent twice as much time in the beer aisle looking at what I wanted versus shopping for the other three things that I needed. Sure. <laughs> the first first thing that came to my mind with that image was uh, Nicholas Cage and uh, was it Leaving Las Vegas? Yeah. When he's just going with the shopping cart and just loading that thing up. That wasn't he at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's, that's just the image I had crossed my mind. So thank you for you're, that. You're, I'm pleased <laughs> to make you giggle and think, think those thoughts. So we still have. What'd you settle on then? I, I ended up going with the Oscar Blues, a uh, Longmont, Colorado uh, beer, uh, Kennel Bliss IPA, Citrus Indian Pale. Uh, Beautiful. I was drinking that all weekend. So good choice. How about yourself? Oh, go ahead, Brian. Go go ahead. I was saying I I live in a, even though I'm not too far out of Washington, D.C., I live in a very, very small town. Even have a grocery store. So um, we have have two, we don't even have a traffic light. We have a sign. That's it. Um, And we don't very small beer stores here. Maryland is really strained with their, you know, who's selling what. So you're, you're very much limited to, Oh, I feel a lot of the, the little, the stores in town, like we get a lot of the summer, like beers that come out like right now in the dead. Mm. Of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm never 
sure. <laughs> Sounds very similar to fair play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're always a little behind on the, or like if something wasn't selling too well, uh, like all of a sudden the guy got in a shipment of uh, nighting from uh, Caddyshack. It was a, a beer called Night Putting. And I was like, oh, and like citrus, whatever, right? Pumpkin season. I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got the pumpkin nails and then the citrus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my, uh, my selection is kind of funny because we, we went camping last weekend. Um, we're just trying to slam as much as we can in right now um, before winter just socks us in. So we were going camping with snow in the forecast. And uh, that led me to uh, New New Belgium, which is they're mainly known for fat tire. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a a white IPA, and it's called Accumulation. <laughs> and the picture the picture of it is a a trailer camper uh, buried in snow. So I thought that was very fitting, and it's more like a darker kind of you know dark season beer we're getting into. But just the picture alone, I was like, oh, this is this is it for for the weekend and sure enough our camper we left our camper down in buena vista which is about 45 minutes away because we're going back there this weekend but as soon as we got out of there on sunday the storm rolled in and my camper's probably sitting in a foot of snow down there see what happens so foreshadowing man (laughs) so i uh you got to be careful on what kind of beer you you pick i guess from time hey that's yeah that's why colin's going with the miller lights man (laughs) it's simple you know i also have this i also do this too we have i'll go and i'll just you know because i always feel slightly embarrassed if all i have is miller light to offer people but (laughs) things like uh like i used to do this in dc all the time uh, because the one store down the street sold Mickey's grenades, if you recall those. Oh yeah. Remember those? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So I used to buy these Mickey's grenades, and I would drink them. And then because you were like hosting the party, other people would drink. I would do it. All of a sudden, you turn around. There's like fifteen people all drinking malt <laughs> Mickey's <laughs> beer, malt liquor. <laughs> We just do forties next time. Yeah. On like, just bring in the You're 40s. on the opposite end of the spectrum. You got Miller Lite and Mickey's Big Mouse. And you, got, yeah. you got half the people are completely sober, and other people are half ass drunk, falling on just, just, Yeah. One. That's like you. A, there, you know, you have you have one sip of Mickey's, and you're like, officer, I'm telling you, I had one drink. I don't know. It smells pretty bad in there. It smells, you know, one of the. Uh, I, I can't, I, I, like I said, I, I, well, also, I don't have the miles under my feet that you guys do. If I was, I, uh, so I try to only re- reward myself uh, after I do something. You guys, I'm always in awe of um, all the things you're posting and everything and all the running and all that stuff. So you got, you guys deserve. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's it's kind of a balance, right? So we 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 don't do anything really half-assed in in life, pretty much. That's why we no. started this whole Ultra Dads thing. And you know, it's just we we for the last I don't know, Brian, twenty years have shared a brain. Um, sometimes Brian has it, 
sometimes I have it on good days where we're actually half and half. And those are usually the best days, but yeah, uh, uh, we've been fortunate to be able to, to have some fun and do some crazy stuff, but you know, this is really about you, man. And, and I was excited to kind of connect one just to have you on and kind of tell your story. You know, you're talking about being in, uh, being in Maryland, um, you know, kind of, why don't you, first of all, where, where in Maryland, you're talking about a small town. So we're actually in, um, my wife and I, we were downtown DC for just shy of a decade. Uh, we had bought kind of an old beat up house there. Um, and over eight, you know, worked it up to work, fixed. Up. That's where the boys were born. Um, and then one day, a friend of ours who was a, a real estate agent was kind of like told us what it was worth. And we're like, see you later, house. <laughs> Just peace out. I'll, I'll, I'll never <laughs> time that right. I, I probably will never uh, do as well or make that, you know, kind of on a house. Um, but in turn, all we did was turn to, to buy something else around this area. Um, we just took everything we did off that and you know, put it down on a new house. Um, but we still wanted to be in the DC area. Work was keeping me, um, kind of around that time, but we found out we live about, it's, it's roughly 30 miles west of DC, um, a small town called Poolsville, which is actually, uh, is huge. Mm-hmm. it's their farm reserve. So we're surrounded by farmland and there's a town of just under 5,000 in the middle of the farm reserve. Mm. So, oh, wow. It kind of, you know, we're both worlds here. Uh, I, you know, in a bigger soccer club and, you know, we drive 25 minutes, half hour there. And, you know, then you're in, you know, DC area. You're in rural DC, you're, you know, you're in the city of DC and everything that's there. But then we to our are and you know tonight there were you know combines out all taking down the cornfields and mountain around here and stuff like that so it's a little bit of best of both worlds what got you down to that area did you go to school down there no i actually uh, it's it's kind of strange but my sister brother and i all went to school in new york um then my brother got a job down in the DC area. My sister followed suit. And then me being the young, my, my kind of locked the door when I graduated. I, I mean, <laughs> they were just like, no. They packed up and oh, moved, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, a whole, that's a whole, I mean. The, Not tell you where they left. Oh, too. the day, the day I went, the day I left for, uh, college literally the next week my parents got cable and i was like mom dad what the heck and they were like (laughs) and they were my mom goes we wanted you to get into a good college and i go mom everyone here had cable and you know now they're all going to class i have cable in the room and i'm doing nothing the backfire (laughs) (laughs) so so in uh, awe of cable. In awe, I was like, "What is this MTV that you speak?" You know? so, <laughs> VH1. Yeah, VH1 is oh, awesome. I mean, I, I I held Dawson Creek parties in my room. <laughs> uh, but 
then, so my brother just basically um, was like, yeah, you can come down and, you know, try and find a job. And, and I was like, you know, I was like, Butch, I'm not going to, I can't stay. I'm in debt. I'll be here. I don't want to be there. And, and he's like, well, just come live with me. So he ended up getting me a job in his office, cleaning out the loading dock. And that at a boy. Yeah. Right. So, um, his architecture firm had done a lot of government work and they had to keep all the drawing in a locked cage in their office for X amount of years. They were now getting them all. So I literally spent a month going through all these drawings and trying to look for jobs. I, I worked at that company for eight years. So I, my brother actually left there before I did. Um, I ended up, they kept asking me, hey, can you do this? And I was like, sure, sure, I can do that. Uh, Brian, you know what it reminds me of, Brian? It was something, again, this is kind of strange because I have listened to your podcast. But on, on you had mentioned talking about it, what, what, it was your grandfather, father, somebody. It was like, you, you, I forget the phrasing you did. It was like, you, you can do a bunch of things, master. Yeah, jack of all, jack of all, master. Yeah, jack of all, master of none. That's exactly how I am. So they just kept on asking me if I could do things at that office, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, sure, sure." And then in the meantime, my wife got a teaching job down here, and then you know, now we've been here since what? We moved down here like just mid two thousand five, and um thought about moving a couple of years back, but you know, we're, we're here. My brother's in DC. Uh, my sister comes back and forth. Uh, we, we have my sister's daughter a lot. She's, uh, she's a very good tennis player and she homeschools and plays tennis. And uh, she nice. stays with us. We take care of her um, a couple weeks of the month uh, and and my sister's looking at, you know, possibly getting a second place up this way. And to be, to be honest with you, I, it's, it's nothing I ever thought place I would be. And, um, but right now, great place for a kid. We, we have the ability to kind of do everything. We can shoot to the ocean. We could go skiing. You know, it's a little bit warmer here. We see happy here. It's awesome. And you have, you have two, two boys. Yeah. Uh, James is 10 and uh, Mickey is eight. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so we're currently uh, trying to do the, the online school thing with them, which is always, you know, I'm sure everyone's struggling with that. Who's going through that. Um, but they're, they're, my, my kids are funny. They're, they're very active, but very calm kids. So they're, they're very, they're very easy. Um, they, they get that from their mother then. hundred. No, I mean, my mom actually, <laughs> I actually have, my mom has actually told me. No, Hillary, was, I'm saying. Oh, oh, I know. My mom has told me that she was disappointed because I was a bad kid. And, get and a difficult here. kid. No. And, were, you, were, you, were you really? I, energetic. I, 
I can, so I was, a, I'm a total open life, high school, all that stuff. I'm a, I'm a major rule follower. As a young kid, I was awful. Um, cause I, I, I mean, we didn't obviously, cause I'm, I'm what, five, six years older than you, Colin? Or are you between Brian and I? I, I just turned 39 yeah. last Friday. Okay. So you're six, you're seven, oh shit, seven years younger than me. So you're at, you were, you're younger than Brian. So I remember you as a kind of quiet, shy kid, but I mean, we, the time we spent together wasn't a lot, but I, it was during, re- damn dog. It was during wrestling. And that's kind of, cause yeah. I, I, I remember your pop coming and kind of kicking my ass once in a while at practice and, you know, all that good stuff, but that's how I remember you. And I kind of remember you as a quieter, shyer kid. We, I was, um, I was, and, and th- this is as a small kid, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I vividly like these stories. And, and again, my mom sometimes wishes, I think she's like, you put so much kids, <laughs> your wife, and that's unfair. So I, I sometimes <laughs> I think she thought like, just tell her to go talk to my mom and she'll feel like <laughs> 10 times better in a matter of like 10 minutes. I, I remember <laughs> like my brother and I, room. I, I, uh, lived in Connecticut and then New Jersey and then I moved to um, the you know I, I moved to good old Nipah there when sec- um, in Connecticut my parents brought me to the doctors and we're like we're, we don't know what to do with them so and I, I, I remember all this stuff weirdly enough but the doctor told my mom to flip inside out so they can lock yeah. me in the room and you know that was that maybe some padding on the oh. wall. Well, that was the time when Tonka were metal, right? Oh. And a solid, I don't know, half hour of Tonka trucks against the door, just splintered the door, and I walked right out. And my dad was like, <laughs> like so, so yeah, I uh, and 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 oh, in school, I used to flip out in school. I used to like hide in the bushes and just walk back in the house. My mom would be like, uh, what are you doing? Um, she, I used to wear my pajamas under my clothes for a long time. Cause it was the only way my mom would even get me out of the house. And then, way too late, like probably third grade, like with a one piece pajamas. I always joke that I would be taller. Um, if I didn't bind myself in one piece pajamas and overalls. But I wore them way too late in life. So my kids are not like that. My my kids are are, are very quiet. Are very quiet. Very. My youngest, he can push it a little bit, but nothing like me. Um, and, and nothing like me. Like joke, joke. I always like you know as as, as parents now we have all these different rules that, than our parents had, right? So like. I always look at my mom and dad and go, oh, man, if, if you just made me sit on a step for five minutes, the amount of things that I've done even worse. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I would have thought of that for a long time. Like, okay, I can do that and sit on the step for five minutes. Or, you you know, I can raise his hand and just give me the eye. And I'm like, oh, oh no, okay, I'll think about it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so times have changed in those in those efforts, but... 
Those were the good old days. So yeah. what, that's, a, no. that's a good point. So what, what, <laughs> you know, what have you been using as a parent, right? That, uh, what, what, what are things you, you've taken away from growing up and the lessons you've learned from your mom and dad that you with, with your kids? I, I, I joked about the last thing, but, you know, I, I definitely, my parents never, you know, parents are great. And, and they, you know, like, like every kid from the eighties, I'm, uh, you know, well, not every, but many of us, I'm sure dad probably, you know, once or twice and well-deserved, you know, slapped me across your end. I actually do know I used to put books in my pants. If it ever happened again, he was going to be the one with the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you'll show him yeah i'll show you dad right Not, like like he didn't notice the encyclopedia in my in my sweatpants encyclopedia my dad it's 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 something that makes me laugh now and and never heard but my dad used to always threaten to crack our butts the other way that was his line he, and he used to say it. He used to look over his newspaper and go, "I'll crack your other way." But um, no, my my parents were my parents were great. I mean, I mean, listen, we we my mom my mom didn't work. She when we throughout raising all and and she, I mean, she attended to everything for us. And my dad worked a lot and. And it was, was, I don't know, it's a weird thing. I I was thinking about, I I was thinking about like, okay, you guys do this podcast about dads and what my, and and all these other things. And I I was thinking to myself, a silly day in this, you know, since March or whatever, I feel like such importance of like, like it's, it's all time. I about myself, which I've never done before, right? So all of a sudden, my kids are at the house a lot more. Um, and I'm like, are we doing the right thing? Are we being too hard on them? Because we, you know, we we harder boys last seven months than we ever have had to be. Um, yeah. But in that respect, I always... I look at each job differently, right? And maybe it's an old school thought, but like my, I'm my boy's dad. That's what I am. I, I, I'm very close with my dad, but my dad was never like buddy best friend, right? He was our dad. He was there to, you know, show us what we're going on. And mom was kind of the same way. Mom was a mom. And sometimes I, I and then like kids, I'm their coach. I'm not their parent. I'm not their teacher. I'm their coach. So I look at all these jobs as like kind of separate. So, you know, with, with my kids, especially nowadays, you know, I don't go crazy. The one thing that my dad said this, um, which is weird because my dad worked a lot, but I remember complaining about um, not having money. And I'm like, dad, I'm going to get a job. Money which is very different than the Shane clan because I know you guys were mowing lawns at like two and a half. 
right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, uh, yeah, yeah, we had, we had some money in the pocket. Yeah, <laughs> but we worked. Yeah, you... yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were cutting grass. My way too early, probably. Now looking back at it, <laughs> you got cutting grass very early. Nowadays, somebody would call if, like, the, if they saw you chain boys out there working in somebody's yard, they they probably call the uh, the authorities. But they. Oh yeah, on a steep bank right off Shady Lane Hill. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, that uh, that could have had some consequences. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I do like. I didn't say to me once. He goes, "Hey, he goes, your whole life. So just you're a kid now. Be a kid, right?" But that did not. Yep. That didn't out responsibilities around the house. You know, like I remember, like you know, I remember saying to my dad, like, "I can't wait till I have kids, so I can just sit around." <laughs> Right. <laughs> Tell and, them what to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, my we never, I mean, never mowed the lawn. We, you know, I remember one day my brother and I were like, "Ah, Dad, the tractor stopped working." He was like, "Did you check the oil?" And we're like, "No. Why would we do that?" <laughs> so he just gave my brother and I a, a toolbox, and we just took apart the tractor. Like we didn't know what we were doing. We just took it apart, and he's like, "It better." We're like. Right. So I, you, you take that, you take some of those things and you try to push them to the boys. Right. The one, and the other thing that this is coming from my dad is my dad always does to everything. And, and, and I get I knew a little about everything. And it was like, Oh, you want to talk cars? We know about cars. We rode motorcycles, we rode bicycles. We, did this, we did that, we surfed, we all these. And I, I think a lot of people think we're crazy. So I, I don't have a big yard. I, I don't, I mean, I think I'm on a little over an acre here, but we have a, a, a pump track in the back for bicycle. We've got a mini ramp in the garage that we skateboard on. Uh, we chase each other on motorcycles all the time. We have a, a soccer goal in the backyard. Yeah. And we're, you know, I, I brought my boys downhill mountain biking, we ski, we, we do all sorts of stuff. Because um, I have to tell you, I, I am scared. I do get scared of like, as a dad, I get scared. I, what, I don't relate, like, it's funny with my dad, I'm, I'm rambling here, but even at those times where like, it was awkward with your, like, growing up, my dad, my totally different now but growing up dad was under years dad very one years yeah. dad <laughs> that's a good way to put it oh a hundred percent there's there's two, two things i heard in life which was like oh that's my dad was there's wonder years episode where <laughs> kevin's asking his dad what he does for work and his dad up and goes i mean what do i do for work i work that's what i do boom right there I could, I still to this day couldn't tell you what my dad did for work. Paper comes back up. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, right? Then the other thing is Bill Burr said his dad formerly introduced himself to him when he was 18. And I was like, oh my God, that's so, that's like my, like my dad totally changed when we moved out of the house. And, um, but the yeah. one, the one thing, that we always did with my dad is we always had all the activities. It was, it was 
in high school and you were you're, you didn't want to hang out with your dad dad was always like hey let's go mountain biking and you're like that's cool i'll do that with dad you know so i try to do that with the boys you know i expose them to a lot of stuff that you know as i start getting older starts to hurt me like we've been skateboarding in the garage and i'm full of bumps and bruises and and he'll just if i come in limping he'll looks at me like even get hurt just like don't even start but and, and those are the things I, you are hanging tough yeah yeah like i i, I don't i don't know i can there's a movement nowadays and it could be you guys i don't know and to each their own i try to talk to my boys more and I talk to the i don't we don't we don't get in like real deep in conversation we're mm. we're we're, we we still kind of do more of like you know like free time dad what are we going to do i'm like get get the bikes boys we're going for a mountain bike ride you know um and and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing it's just i guess kind of the way i grew up um so so do you think uh hill can hill have conversations with the boys that you may not be able to have i don't know or you feel like you can't have i i, I sometimes feel bad for the boys hill might be tougher than Actually, I, I'm, I think I'm kind of the, the, you know, Hill, Hill has, Hill has, um, Hill's dad is, is, is an amazing, amazing man and, and, and did most of the, probably Hill is who she is because of her dad. So Hill's, uh, she's, she's, she's pretty funny in that aspect that she, she can be tougher than me. Like I, I'll be the one, Hill, cut, cut the boy a break. You know, and I'm not that warm and fuzzy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, you don't, it's a weird thing. Mike, I don't know if you know, Brian knows this, but Mike, I don't know if you know this. I, I, I joke with people, but like, I started dating in high school and I always joke that, and it's not even a joke, it's probably the truth. Hill and I started dating probably three years before I even had interest in girls, period. <laughs> like, I, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm late, very much later than most, most uh, kids. And it was kind of like, some girl asked me to high school dance and I was like, God, that means I asked somebody. And uh, 20 years later, here we are. So, <laughs> so we don't, Hill and I are so awesome. we're so the same. Like we don't really have too many roles. You know what I mean? Like like Hill and I don't know each other as adults without each other. Um mm -hmm. and and we didn't really have six I was seventeen and and like you know, we were young. We we so so like we don't we don't necessarily like I look at my sister and my brother and other where like there's a little bit more of a mom dad role, we don't really have one of those, you know, um, which you know I, I it's it's quite easy. Th th this whole time, you know, getting in hill like this whole time is one of those times where like you know like we were in this rat race of a world and all the slow down, and then you go and you're like wow like I lucked out here and mm. my wife is holding everything together because. You know, I, I, I'm still doing my one job and she's doing 15, you know. Um, so, and, and, you know, she's the one 
the boys with the school stuff. Um, I don't have the the patience that she does with the kids' schoolwork and stuff. Um, you know, like, I, I'm I'm kind of the fun. I'm kind of the fun. I'm more the fun dad, right? When it comes to that thing, but thing that's funny but you're present you're present though that's what i think it sounds like you guys complement each other right. well with with the shared roles um and without a doubt both of you are present right now extremely present with the boys and that's what i was amazed with with just everything both of you have going on with the two boys and everything and how much you guys can just crank out with the activities with pump tracks and skateboard ramps and soccer and wrestling coaching and everything like that. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm pretty impressed and you're, you're the perfect kind of guest for this show as being a, an ultra dad, because it's, it's like, you are just maximizing the, the fatherhood role, I think to, to the, to the limit really. I, so that's why it's it's pretty cool man it's it's pretty cool to hear everything well, I, going on I right love now. it I neighbor sadly they just uh, moved away they were great um uh they just retired no kids and and come out all the time and go, Colin you're 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 such a great dad and they go oh well thank you but all I do is they seem to take an interest on in the things that I'm interested in so it makes it easy <laughs> you know like that's perfect that's perfect though but you're sharing your interests too so like that's and they can make their own decisions you know and i think that's all part of the process too. 100 for as you know active individuals like all three of us are you know it's like all right this is what i like to do how about you you know there's only one way to find out so let's go get after it and we'll we'll uh recap afterwards you know bro Sometimes, sometimes I almost feel bad. I, I overthink these things, and sometimes I almost feel bad. I'm like, oh my god, kids only do what I do, right? Like, what did what do they want to do? You know? So like, yeah, both the boys they wrestle and they play soccer. Like we've they, we've showed them other sports, but they seem to yep. they seem to gravitate towards, you know, what I did. Um. Yeah, he'll play softball, and boys, you want to play baseball? Nope. Yeah, Mickey played lacrosse a little bit, and he's like, no, nope. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. But then sometimes I feel like, am, am I pushing them to just do what I did? Uh, which I do think about that. But then I also, um, pretty easy going with with sports. I'm pretty easy going with the kids as far as like from a parent. I mean, from the parents, I, um, we're like night and day different, my wife and I, than most of the other parents with, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. With sports. yeah. So like, I feel like sometimes like, I get that might be, if I like start getting hard on myself that like, Oh my God, boys, they like their mountain bike. They play soccer. They wrestle. That's what I do. But then I'll turn and go like, I, you know, they come off the soccer field. I'm like, you know, hey, I'm not coaching them. Like that was the worst part about COVID in the beginning was their teams were giving um, things you with them as their parents. And, and it was awful. It was awful. I'm like, this is not my job. Like, like I, I'm their dad, not their coach. I don't want to 
you know? Um, yeah. Cross, for, cross that line. Yeah. Because then you start make uh, for some reason, then I, then it, you can, I can see it on their face. It becomes not fun for them. Um, mm. Somehow, somehow wrestling, it works. I don't know why. Um, some actually I've gotten halfway through seasons and parents were like, wait a minute, James and Mickey are children. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> oh boy, I didn't know that. Um, well, that's good. That, that speaks, that speaks in volumes to the, to your role. <laughs> you know, I don't want to, th- that kind of pressure is really tough nowadays. Like, I, 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 um, sports are not end all be all sports were just who we were. Right. Everyone's learned. We learned sports. That's what I tell people. So when some people are like, oh, it's crazy. Your kids are doing all that. I'm like, hey, listen, that's how we learn the life lessons. And, and you them in yep. many different ways. We had athletic ability. So that's towards, you know, um, you know, it's, yeah. the whole sports is funny. You know, that, that that's a funny topic in general, because, you know, people we have family members that are like, oh, I can't believe you're paying for that. What what if you get a scholarship? And I'm like, <laughs> I look at them and be like, I don't even, I don't even, that doesn't even make sense to me. I, like, I'm like, I, I don't even. So what, what age, what age are your boys? 10 and, ten and eight. eight. And, and 10 and eight. Okay. Yeah. 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 And people are talking like that. They do. And, and, and to be honest with you, the problem is, is sports have changed so much for us. Like, like from our kids, it's gotten younger, right? It's all gotten so much younger. Right. So I'm actually like, for my wrestling team this year, we're probably not really going to see and that's we're doing much. Right. Yeah. And I'm actually, yeah, it's looking like that. I'm kind of excited about it. And, and people are like, Oh, it's a shame. And I'm like, no, no, we're going to try to get the kids together, but we just, we, we don't have to compete. And it's wonderful. Because it gets mm. to a point where yeah. like, like people were Mickey He's a he's way young to be wrestling as much or as good as he is, mm. right? But people, they're like, "Oh, you got to he can't be in the league anymore. You got to get him up to the higher league." And I'm like, "I don't want him in the higher league." And they're like, "Yeah, well, he's just beating up on people here." And I'm like, "Well, man, well he weighs forty six pounds, so let's use beating up lightly." And then, <laughs> like. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, and 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 I'm also like, so so we should accelerate the pace. You know, I mean, we all know. I mean, we all grew up wrestling. How many people stopped? And then how many people wrestled in high school that were just good from just wrestling in high school? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's a balance there of, of um, how, competi- how competitive we let the kids be in their sports. But um, we kind of let them, like, dictate it on themselves. You know, I don't want – we can go down the rabbit hole of wrestling forever, but, like, wrestling is the ultimate sport of giving yourself drive. Because, like, you can run around in a soccer field all day long and not do much. But – if you don't do much in a wrestling match, it hurts and it's no fun. So you either it's a yeah. flop to it. and you can't you can't hide no. behind anybody else. Yeah, either, too. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's it's a flat out fight or fight situation, right? So so 
the kids, you know, and then if they start showing some skill, everyone's like, I'll oh, get him in this tournament. He should be competing mm-hmm. here and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Well, you know? So, Colin, you, you coach, you coach your, your, your boys age, your boys in that age group. Is that correct? So I coach my, so I took over the program here. Um, I literally just helping because I knew my kids were shy and probably wouldn't have stayed at wrestling practice if I wasn't there. I think this is, mm-hmm. I mean, Brian, you, I mean, remember your dad helping coaching and all. I mean, that's kind of what a lot of dad. Oh yeah. Your dad, my right? dad. Yeah. Yeah. So after helping out for a year, that was five years ago, they were kind of like, was it five, four years ago? Like, well, the guy who, um, it was a great guy running the program who unfortunately, um, answer, I can't quit. Can you take over? And I was like, Oh geez. I like, it wasn't my intention at all. Um, but I, I, I didn't want to see it go. I enjoyed it and I didn't want to see it like go away. Um, so I did, I took it over. We, so we have no junior high sports in Maryland. So club kindergarten through eighth grade. So last okay. year, last year I had 65 kids kindergarten wow. through eighth grade, wow. all of all levels. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's a lot, but I can tell you, that is. I can tell you my favorite things to do almost to a default. Like that's where my inner Steve Benson comes in. That's what I work on. It's awesome. my, is my, my, uh, it, 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 it I've, I've made many of mistakes. Like I'm a little bit better, um, but I, I truly, really, it's one of my favorite things to do. It, it, it really is, and it's not teaching the kids. I mean, you, you working teaching kids and doing all you're doing. It's not about excel. Excelling at the sport is 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 a bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that's like a a side product, really. Yeah. It, as as far as I see it, wrestling's pretty. I mean, you know what's so strange? I I I, I unfortunately like have gotten too much into wrestling later on, and then I compare everything to it. But like, it's just simple. It's so fun. simple. It's that difficult, right? Mm. So so yep. Now that jujitsu is this you know big thing now, it's trendy. So like, people older like they're you don't guys that just wrestle There's no rest for 40 year old men right but there's jujitsu everywhere yeah i've been thinking about trying to start it yeah i've been trying i've been thinking about just starting a, an adult wrestling club you know just to see how that would go over like ufc is so popular and everybody brags and boasts on the wrestlers it's like huh i wonder you know start teaching like 40 year olds how to do like a penetration your liability insurance is gonna be through the roof dude (laughs) yeah well it's everybody's everybody's gonna be on the bench the next day with injuries (laughs) it's so funny though because it's so like like i build jujitsu I'm just, I'm just not, I don't get, I, it's against it. I, I know people like wrestlers that have transitioned over to it and they love it. But for me personally, I'm always just like, I don't know. I, it's just not my, thing. whereas when you, 
when you pair a sport down to you're standing up, you got to take the other guy. If you're dead, if you're trying to put him on his back, it's the simplest, it's the simplest thing, which makes it so difficult. Right. So like, I always, I joke with people, I know jujitsu and I was like, yeah, you, you roll around in like an actual jujitsu competition for like, right. I work, yeah. I work with the high school boys here and I wrestle with them for two minutes and I, man, I got a head wrench so much this, this year by this one wrestler we had just for 15 second goes and I barely stand up, you know, but that, yep. teaching kids about it because I, I always try to tell the kids it's that simple. And, and to me, you know, those are the life lessons out of it. Right. I don't think life is that difficult. It's that simple. Like if you get up time, like I used to tell people, college, just go to class. Right? Just, just, you yeah. even just go to class and keep your ears open. Even if you're not taking notes, you're going to be, you're going to, you know, like to me, if wrestling makes it so simple, because those life lessons, but the problem with the simple is it, it stinks. Like, I don't think you guys could do what you put yourself through. I mean, I think that comes out of a wrestling mentality to keep on doing the crazy stuff you guys do. Cause you just well, know, you know, it, it, can I ask you this? All these crazy things that you guys are doing, do you still feel like, is that harder than when you had your worst wrestling match or your, your hardest practices or losing weight or any of that stuff? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. It's different perspective, um, right? I mean, it's different perspective. Like back and I was, I was going to ask you guys about the, you, cause Colin, you were alluding to it from a co competitive perspective, you know, what, how do we view competition now? Cause I think back then competition we view differently than, or at least I do than now, cause competition now I'm competing with myself. I want to be yeah. better than myself in five years. All right. So going back to your question, you know, back then, you know, sucking weight and, and going into that tough match or whatever the case may be, that was the most difficult thing at that moment in my life, you know, that, that tough match or going to districts or going whatever that, that or, or going to that next practice. <clears throat> Those were the most difficult things thinking back on it now. But to answer your question, with respect to, you know, going into – and doing a hundred mile run, right? Doing doing a race. Going to your perspective, what we're doing is very very simple. We're running. We were made to run. Human beings were made to run. What we're doing is very simple. It's not easy because there's so many components that go into that. Because it's it's there's moments it's going to suck, right? There's moments you're going to want to quit. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have pain. You're going to have Brian and I like to use the term that, that aren't ideal, right? But we move through them. And, I, and Brian and I have talked about this often, often, often. When we do these things, Colin, just like the things that you do, all of us, we're human beings. We have a why. We have a purpose why we're doing these things. There's something pushing us or pulling us, whatever the case may be, to do that hard thing. 
And that could be running a hundred miles. That could be waking up at four o'clock in the morning. That be, that could be good being a good father or a good mother, whatever the case may be, we're, we're trying to achieve something. There's a purpose behind it. So to answer your question, I think it was more difficult back then for me than it is now, because back then I didn't know what my why was. I didn't know what I was here for. Yeah. I didn't know really what I was doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100 makes sense. I mean, I look at, I don't even know if I, I mean, I'm sure in some weird way we all have the same thoughts, but like when I, when I wrestled my whole life, I didn't know I really, mm. now I'm like, God, I, I love it. That's, that's type, type two fun. Yeah, Brian, so right? Brian, I don't know. I don't know if you would answer that question differently, but I think you're speaking the same language right now, Colin. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Colin, you're spot on for, for all of that. I think, um, I think the, the our upbringing and the wrestling has kind of like, for me, it, it's, it's very similar as it was in elementary. Like for me, starting off with the sport, I think a lot of kids probably would have just quit if they were having as much or lack thereof uh, success. But I was always wanting to see what I was capable of, you know, how, what I could do just pretty much as simple as that, you know, and then that evolved over the years to where I wanted to see how, you know, better I could become at something. And this was always wrestling football. I liked football, but it didn't, have that same drive as the wrestling did. Um, I mean, to the point where it, I was in junior high, you know, cutting weight, running around the, the neighborhood before school, you know, in the middle of the winter with like a yellow Sony cassette man, you know, you know, the, and then it's like, I don't know how many other kids in junior high necessarily mm. were doing that, but then that just elevated as I got into high school to where it was, early mornings before school in the weight room going through school practice. And then if I was not looking good weight wise, I'd be home at the home gym or the treadmill or the wrestling mat afterwards too. And it was like, what nobody taught me how to do that, but it was, it was all that intrinsic motivation. And now it's, it's taking that same mindset. I think it, it went stagnant for a while, you know, through the twenties, maybe. Um, but now it, it's kind of come back again and I'm just taking a similar mindset into, and it's not even for me competition necessarily. Like Mike said, it's the competition has changed, but now it's, it's me versus myself or me versus in my area, especially the mountain or my surroundings of going into certain terrain and, and a mountain range, let's say, and being able to, you know, throttle through that, knowing what I'm capable of, but then it's, it's instead of an opponent, it's a mountain now, I guess. Just to add on to that too, just to add on to that, sorry guys to interrupt, but Colin, the, the reason I think, and Brian, you could correct me here if I'm wrong. I think the reason for me, these things that we're doing now are easier, you know, per se, quote unquote, bunny quotes, easier for us now because the shit we did back then, was perceived to be so hard as kids doing yeah. what we were doing. That, that, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I'm that, not having I, to spit in the cup and <laughs> wear sauna suits. Yeah, and you know, none. 
every let me tell you although mike you might have scared me a little bit because i was younger and that you guys all scared me that that crew that you had there uh <laughs> when my brother was eight pounds or whatever he was um but for me you, me man these big scary guys and and you know looking at you uh Cakes, rest in peace, cakes and, and Bob. Bob was the scariest of them all for me. <laughs> and, he was a teddy bear. Yeah. And then I'm gonna get Justin's last name wrong. What was Justin's Manichella. last name? Manichella. 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 Yeah, Manichella. like I looked at all like I looked at you I I put I, I was like looking how like right and you thought you thought, well, how scary, you know, these guys but then going through it yourself, you realize, you know, the successful wrestlers at, at that age weren't these people. Like, you know, everybody, it wasn't the, the crazy handle it, right? Mm. But what you were doing at such a young age because of the dire consequence of losing, listen to the podcast, we were talking about how big the wrestling matches were like at south campus right oh yeah yeah or or well yeah you were you were one of those kids in the stands too from summit wrestling club like just going there like we weren't running around and you know being like little elementary kids like we showed up at south campus and that was church for us like we went we sat down by our dads and watched 103 all the way through the heavyweights you know it it was like a church it was a it was a and that there were like that, that like you didn't want to you didn't want to lose for the team you didn't you know you're out in front of everybody but those those, those sacrifices at a young age not many people are making right then prepared you to do what you're doing later in life you know and i can tell you this is why i love being in the sport now i'm sure plenty of sport just a sport i know that do this as far as the like combat sports or more one-on-one individual sports. But I love, like I kindergarten kids love dealing all the way up to the high school kids. All of them are something different, but there was when, when you won a match at South campus in, or, or, or say some of those big rivalries, there, there was a lot of reward. Wrestling is pared down now to such. I mean, I go to these and there's yeah. such little reward for these boys and women doing it now. Oh my God, my heart. Yeah. I, I get so emotional. <clears throat> well, that's I, that. No, sorry, Colin, but that's interesting you yeah. say that because because um, I, got, I got one daughter that's in, in soccer. And I got one daughter that's in gymnastics, right? And, you know, it seems, and go, this is going back to the conversation you were, you, were, you were mentioning around, like, the parents and seeing, seeing the parents, like us as parents involved with the sports, our kids being involved with the sports. It seems like there's parents out there that seem that if 
us or if your kid doesn't play up to what you as a parent believe the kid should play to, there's the dire consequences. Meanwhile, the kid is like, it's a soccer game. It's a gymnastics meet. Now, don't get me wrong. There's times where my kids get, you know, upset, but it's more upset about their performance versus winning or losing. It's more, okay, did I, did I make progress? Did I play to the best of my ability, you know, versus the, the winning or the losing? And then, but it's the parents that are getting pissed off about their, the kid. It seems like the parents get more pissed off than the kids do with the situation. I think that has changed, or at least from my perspective, has changed since, you know, we were growing up. Yeah. Also, it's yeah. not like it's, Right now, now when you're doing when, when when you guys are doing these things, you know it's this personal goal, right? When the rest are doing things, consequences, it was still a personal goal that I don't think you were conscious of. You're just more conscious of it now. So that's why you getting up morning, running, not not high school parties when everyone else was or all of these things because it really was a personal goal when parents are forcing or yelling or a personal that's the goal and totally different thing and it Mm -hmm. it works totally different on on the kid and i think that's why i love wrestling so much because it it, is still all personal goals even if the parents are crazy it's it's to, it's still different. It's it's different, but at the same, these boys, some of these high school boys, they're heavier than you know. They're they're they got more body hair than me. They stink more than me. They're stronger than me, right? But yeah. they're, they're they're still children, absolutely. Right? And and I look at, yeah, I take this, and 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 almost to a fault, being serious about, that, I get angry. Um, which I probably shouldn't. But when I see coaches treating their kids wrong, when I see kids losing matches and the coach is not shaking their hands, oh, it drives me insane. I have left. I have walked out of high school matches. I've been so mad at the coaches. And and I, I – Yeah, that's, that's not right. Well, I always think, too, how lucky – you don't look at things until later in life, how lucky – people that randomly bumped into our life like like we all know the face of we all know jd's handshake didn't best we know that face it's in my mind right but but he still stood up he still stood up and gave you the handshake right i feel like that's a different thing that i say with his parents and and I try to still do those. I really try to still do that with um, kids. And to be honest with you, I have more kids in my club that are unsuccessful and come back than successful. Sure. Just be just because they're successful means nothing yeah. for them for coming back the next year. And I get like yeah. I, I tell you, luckily for me, I, I I cross everything past my wife. And when people email me, I never send anything out without. And too much, too much. Just say you and move on, right? But like, I'll have parents email me being like, "I know my 
and will never be good at wrestling, but you know, he likes it. So, but, and, I'll, and I'm like, what? I get so aggravated at things like that. I'm like, wait, your mm-hmm. son never going to be good. So that, like, why would you do that? Why would you say that? Right? Like that, that, that's easy. You know, things. So, so I'm rambling, but I guess that's kind of my approach to my kids to is that you're just giving these, you're just giving kids an opportunity, right? And what's been really neat now is we have a lot of girls wrestling. I had 12 girls wrestling last year. And it's wow, a nice. totally new opportunity for them, right? And, and it's, yeah. it's showing these girls this new opportunity is very interesting. And, um, you know, there's three high school girls. You know, that's a whole other conversation. But there was three high school girls that the coaches were afraid to coach, right? Yeah. So I try to get to as many high school practices as possible. And – you know, some of the coaches are like, oh, yeah, we don't, we just kind of, we don't, we're afraid. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? You're afraid. And they're, and I was like, you, you guys, jeez, you guys are stuck. You know, listen, we had, there was plenty of experiences that, you know, happened in wrestling room that we could happily weed out these days. Right. So, so like sometimes having, having the ladies around, makes it such a better environment, you know? Um, and, and, yeah. and, and then I always laugh. I, I mean, I, I laugh at some of the coaches cause they're like, Oh, we don't want to demonstrate. And I'm like, Hey, listen, I gotta be honest with you, but if you're worried about touching the women in a way that's inappropriate, it's probably inappropriate to touch the boys. Way. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Exactly. It's just that it's just that mindset, you know. If you're in that mindset, then that's a hard thing for them to get out of. But I had a girl. I I coached the girl from her eighth grade year all the way to graduating, and she was the the toughest wrestler in the room, almost for those four years in high school. It's like the, all the guys were whining, complaining what I was putting them through, and and Maddie would just show up and put in the work and she would, she was shy, you know, but she still didn't say a peep. And it's like, all right, you know, this, this is, this is possible, I, but it's hard if you're in, in a mindset and you're worried about something, you know, it's the, it's that kind of uh train of thought that's hard to get out of. For it some is. Guys. And, it, and it's weird too, because like, I look at it as the future sport. I'm like, I'm like, wow. Like, like, you can have a true dual meet where there's one team full of men and women that are competing against. Oh like, yeah. I see that. Like I could see a college wrestling match where there's three of the matches are women. I don't know. And then work it. And, but it's all the team. It's such a neat, it's such a future of the sport for me. It's weird when when some of the people turn it away, but now I don't have um, it's a whole nother world too. Like we just live in like my brother has two girls, I have two boys. We have different households. It's it's, it's hilarious, <laughs> you know. Um, so maybe maybe yep. that maybe that's another reason why I I tend to you know 
like like helping coach the the girls and in, in the ladies because it's it's something I don't have, you know. But yeah, we we did uh we went down to Colorado Springs one year before states, and I had two guys that were qualified for states, so we went down and um, practiced with the uh, women's uh, Olympic team or whatever team was practicing there in the Olympic training center. And my boys got mopped up all day long. And it was, it was, it was pretty cool. I actually felt bad for for my two (laughs) boys that went down because they just got pummeled. Like they've never gotten pummeled before. And it was, it was pretty cool to see. So, and that changed their perspective right there. I think they were questioning their abilities going into the state tournament, but to see that level of wrestling and, you know, just being the other gender and everything, it was, it was a pretty eye opening. Very, very for, neat for them. The, Helen Morales works, uh, runs one of the gyms. She's one of the gyms that um, is in that, that run the league we're in coolest I mean, they're the coolest people. They're the neat. They're they're so. It's such a great perspective. It's 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 really refreshing. But I, I you know, I can go on there forever. I, I I had one. I have one question for you guys, and I know about talking about myself, and I and I'll, I'll I can relay this back to myself. But how? What do you do? Mostly when you are doing these endurance things you know this is probably a question you get quite often but how are you listening to music are you listening to podcasts do you go into a place where you um just don't even think about it and it goes how what is happening mentally when you're going through these longer during brian you want to start um yeah yeah during the long long stuff there's very little that i i depend on uh from the outside you know that i very rarely will have any kind of headphones or anything i don't bring them along during like training and stuff um or just like my my daily outings i'll usually entertain myself um i'm actually bringing back music um just into like uh garage training sessions um i was actually up on a wrestling mat this morning and like just busting out old Zeppelin and sublime has kind of, I've kind of been reinvigorated with that. Um, so there, but during like competitions or big, big outings, I don't, um, rely on, on anything like that. Um, a, a lot of it is just getting inside my head and just kind of stay in there. Um, if things are getting ugly and you find yourself going down that, that negative, toilet bowl drain um just bringing it back to you know what i say a lot i like the saying this too shall pass i kind of rely on that um and what i've done too just talking about all the the coaching and everything um i i I reflect back on all my time coaching in in the high school level um like during our our first death race that we did out in vermont this was like back in 2012 what really dug me this was like the third day straight i think we were going on was reflecting on everything i've asked of my wrestlers in the past through practices and wrestling meets and everything and seeing them rise to that occasion you know so they, they dug deep and showed up 
So I just pictured myself going back home, quitting the race and feeling like I would have left down all those wrestlers that I asked so much of. So that kind of drew, drew me back in. And even during this last running event we did um, for breast cancer awareness, I, I kind of went into that similar train of thought with my cross country middle schoolers, which they, you know, nobody really was running prior to that season. And, um, you know, and I, I had them picking up paces and, you know, we talked a lot about the pain cave and, and getting into that, but it's not going to last forever. And watching those kids through the races at me yelling at them pretty much from the sidelines and seeing their pace increase at that time. And you could tell by the, by the look on their face, like they were not in a good place and they were hurting, but they still would increase a pace. So I, I took that back to myself. Um, and that's kind of been a, a little tool I've always used is, you know, after watching these, these athletes rise to the occasion, I feel like I, I have to do the same thing. You know, granted, this is like 80, 90 miles into a race compared to like a, a two mile race, but I still took that, that comparison. Um, that always has helped me too. And just reflecting back on, on all, you know, if you can bring in as much positive thoughts, um, during, during dark times, and that doesn't have to be like during a race or an event or anything, but just in general of, you know, gratitude, um, coming back to, to the positive things in your life with family and friends and everything that's right in the world around you. I think that really has, has stepped up and helped me out of some, some dark and slow times. So are you doing similar, are you doing similar things from, from the, the mental side of things? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from, well, there's a couple things, right? Gratitude's probably the most powerful thing. You know, the one thing that not necessarily on the longer events but like during during a a a, a training run or i don't listen to anything i kind of like just to listen to nature and be out there listen to there's something about hearing my feet on that dirt you know it's really cool uh but gratitude's huge because we get to do this stuff and you know there's those days where you don't want to get out of bed and you don't want to hit the miles you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to do it but then you focus on gratitude and it's, we get to do these things uh, with the longer events. Um, I've been fortunate to have the other guy on the side of the phone with me sometimes, whether it's physically with me or uh, on a phone call or Brian and I have been fortunate enough to connect with each other during some of these events, if we aren't with each other. So having him there, having my wife, having my kids in my mind or with me, always gives me the ability to push on because Colin, everything I do, everything I do in my life is to be a good father, a good husband and a good human being. It's for my two daughters to teach them, yep. to, to mold them, to help them become better people. And the only way they're going to become better people is to see me become a better person. No matter what we're doing in these events, there's going to be moments where it's going to suck. We're going to want to potentially want to quit. We're, we're going to want to stop. Um, the thing that just keeps me going is, is that I'm not the only one that sacrificed to be out here. Uh, you got family, you got potentially Brian in some instances, you got your crew, you got your pacers, 
you got the people putting on the race, you got, you know, maybe people that have been out there trying to help you get through it. There's, there's more, it's, it's, it's more, it takes a village, you know what I'm saying? And I just, I, I, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. And it's, I mean, again, going back to your point, what we're doing is simple. It's not easy. We're not going to die. We're not going to, I mean, potentially maybe in some instances, there could be a, a certain situation. Anything's, Anything's possible. possible. But, 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 but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Colin. Here's the thing. Not to, I'll, I'll, I'll close it out. Here's yeah. the thing. When I'm done, I'm going to get to go home. I'm going to go get to be with my family. I'm going to go get to sit in my shower, kick my heels up, and have a beer. And that's okay. So I'm going to suck it up so, right now and just move forward. So this is fascinating to me. And, and, and this is what, what both of you said is, fascinating to me because for and i don't know if you talked about this before on and on so if it's a subject that you've hammered before we you know feel free to, to somewhere else. but so i agree with you 100 percent, and i and i am i am it has been in the time where it, i am here for to make my children that's what i'm here for Right. And, and, and to a point where like, if I think about it, it's, it, it weighs on me too much. Right. And I'll try to do better myself. Right. To then show them, cause that's the best way I know how to do it. Just to show them, not necessarily tell them just to show them. So I'm trying to better myself. And, and, the times we're in right now, very difficult times to be bettering yourself. Like I, I, once a day, I'm like, am I a bad person? You know, it's like one of the times. Why I asked that question is because I, I probably nowadays would be a, a major diagnosed ADD type of brain. And I see one a young one, he brain mind. And I see him struggle with getting through tasks. And I don't necessarily sometimes know to him, hey Mick, you just gotta do it. How do you do it? Right? And I know that so I can mountain bike all day long. I I can it is relaxing mountain biking, skiing, surfing are the three things that I do that my mind is thinking about that task. And it's truly relaxing. I love to run, but it is the most, it's one of the least relaxing things I do. And it, 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 when I finish running a lot of times, I almost am disappointed. And why I say that is my mind raises thoughts, mm. right? When I listen to you say reflecting, my mind is not reflecting. My mind is racing of all these things I want to do that I'm accomplishing. As oh, it happens, dude. I'm, but the thing is, here's it's the same way with us. I mean, there's every, every time I'm out, 
there's moments where my mind is thinking about, ah, oh, shit, I should be doing this. I could be doing this. I could be doing A, B, C, and D, F, and G, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. It's, it, that's normal. Right. But then your mind, for me, I think Brian's the same way. Our mind shifts to, Hey, look up. Oh, there's a bird. Oh, look at the trail. Oh, it's a beautiful morning. You know, you start. So here, here, as you were talking, I, w- I wrote two words down, healing and meditative. All right. So when I, when I'm running, it's, it's an additional, it, there are additional moments where I can meditate and it's very healing because the, the meditation and the healing has to do with those thoughts, right, Colin? Because it gives me the opportunity to be with my thoughts with no distractions and to kind of work through some of that shit that we have to deal with because you're sitting there saying, I have to get X, Y, and Z done. But then you put yourself in the perspective is how important is X, Y, and Z right now? How important is it? How important if I don't get this done today, is it really that big of a deal? But you know what? I was able to make this day pretty special by getting out on the trail or going for a bike ride or doing whatever the case may be. Those thoughts are just thoughts. Those thoughts are normal. It's how you react to those thoughts. Are you going to be, are you going to judge yourself for not getting that thing done? Are you going to make yourself feel bad? Are you going to say to yourself, am I being a good person because I'm being selfish by going out for my run or my bike ride and not doing this other thing? You know, does that make sense? I mean, that I'm envious of what you just said, because that's my self to a T. So like when I'm mountain biking, there's enough stimulant there that I, my brain can't wander. Right. So I'm like, okay, root tree to it. Well, and that's that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that state of flow. That state of flow is what they call. Yeah. And that's, that's something some runners highs are capable but yeah, I think because I'm very similar since I ride and I run, there's places I go during mountain biking that I cannot replicate whatsoever on any other form of recreation, whether it's running, skiing, maybe, but there's a certain flow that you can get into with the riding that it is just like you, the bike and the trail. Yeah, like my head is totally clear and and. And it's clear because yep. it, it's, it, there's so many things going on, I guess, in the small, like in this own little world that it can't. But when I'm running, I'm like, I, if I'm just my music, no podcast, no nothing. So I did that the only way I could read a book in college was by putting headphones and listening to music. So my brain would go, okay, this, this song, I know it's keeping that part of those wheels turning. So now read. otherwise I could read a page 50, I could read a page 55 times and not retain one word because my brain is just here, there all over the place. Right. So now <laughs> when I'm running, I'm going, man, I really want to have that new website up. Why am I not doing that? Or what made me laugh when, Brian, when you said this podcast, I've been, I've been on this weird, the, the last couple, the last two years have been weird years. And in, 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 I don't know it, for many reasons, but 
lately social media has been such a disappointment for me. Mm. And I'm, I used to love coming to social media and seeing good. I genuinely love seeing good things. People. I, it genuinely makes me feel better. It seems to disappear. Right? So I'm going to run what three weeks ago going, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start a podcast. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to find one random person I love that had sort of contact that for whatever reason disappeared. Right. So, and, and <laughs> right. And I, that's, that's pretty I funny. My, <laughs> I, had, I had a very good friend growing up who we always ridiculed. Well, like, would fun of fun because he he had some gay tendencies right well he's he's a lot probably a man i don't know him anymore and i think to myself god what a good i would love to somehow have a conversation with him uh, maybe talk was i a jackass did what a podcast this be so as i'm running this is all steaming through my head and then i'm going oh this person would be great that person would be great how about this person that only i've thrown a my entire life is now a social justice warrior on facebook i'm going to talk to him all these things and all of a sudden i'm never do <laughs> this every time i go for a run and i then start building this list of things that i just won't accomplish and then it makes me disappointed <laughs> so this is why i think i think you're spot on like that's that's exactly i mean that's called like the runner's high pretty much is when you get all that kind of thought process flowing and everything you're feeling good and have great ideas and then it's almost like being drunk and then waking up the next morning and like what if, what were we talking about? Like that just doesn't make sense. Or like, there's no way I can do that. But at the time, that's like the best invention it, since sliced bread. So it sounds it like makes you're, me, you're, you're spot that's on. What, it then makes it hard for me to do it again because I just keep on building this thing that like, um, I just keep on building this bank of ideas. Like, I'll probably never get to that, you know? So... And, and I'm a very happy-go-lucky person, almost probably annoying to some people. The only time I get um, self when it's letdowns of myself, right? So, like, no, nothing in the – I'm not a person that, like, if I read something in the world now, I sit there and be like, oh, ruin my day. A bad day at work, I'm not home. I'm not going to – be grouchy with my wife, right? But very personal things that like, I know I wanted to do or personal let the only time I get those feelings. And sometimes running is what does that. So that's how it fascinates me, how is looking at it. I'm almost starting it with anticipating thoughts that are gonna make me mad, right? And you guys are, I do no self-reflection if I'm running. And I think that's such, it's definitely something that I try to put in my mind and think about that. 
instead of racing forward and other things, it's it's the gratitude and self-reflection to have thoughts that aren't going to disappoint me as I'm running. Because otherwise, I'm just kind of avoiding them, right? Because I do love to run. Uh, running's the easiest thing to do. Right. Well, I saw I saw your Strava. Your Strava, you did you did a 10k on a freaking track the other day. I was like, wow, that's that's some strength. Yeah, right people, there. Well, yeah, people, so, we, people call us crazy. That, but was it, we've been so busy, right? <laughs> I do this for two reasons because I do have a. You guys know my dad a bit enough. I do have a bit of. I, I do have out of my dad. In, um, every, boys practice three times a week, and and there's a high school that's a track around it, right? So we're so, we have so much going on, and me running my business and all that's. I don't have time. So if I'm not kind of doing two things at once, I feel like I'm not doing enough. So yeah. now when I go, it, it, I go yeah. when I sit and I watch the kids practice. I'm, this is bad on twofold, right? I should be watching the kids practice. And then I'm doing nothing. So now if I bring the kids to practice and I run around the track, right, which is new, this is fairly new for me, I then feel satisfied. Then I also, I would be lying to you if I also didn't enjoy running around all the other parents that are sitting yelling at the kid at practice. <laughs> that right? are sitting there on their phones. And that's the inner Steve Benson, <laughs> yeah. right? Parents that are clapping. <laughs> And and you and you drive totally, home totally like, fulfilled, and, you know, and like watching parents, you know, yell at their kids scoring a goal at practice, right? And I'm not watching my practice going around back, you know. Um, but I, I, I definitely yeah. have to. Well, good. That's that's what I saw that on Strava. I was like, I bet that yeah, was during kids' practice. That's what I've been so doing. I was, but the, I was right with that. You know uh, what? <laughs> But that's good because your kids well, are seeing that say. though too. Your 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 kids, both your boys, are going to be seeing these crazies sitting on a sideline, either on their phones or just screaming at practice like a scrimmage hero parent, or they're going to see you putting in miles and making yourself a better person. And everybody's getting in the car at the end of the day with boys having a good practice. You get a good run in, and that level of calmness on everybody. You know what what I would say would be a good atmosphere to, to drive. That's kind of what it is too. It's with. like, you know, it, it's, it, you're trying to exercise, you're trying to be healthy. I, uh, I just, I have this theory in my mind. If you go, if you go into 40 out of shape, it's kind of, <laughs> so it's like, I gotta be in shape. <laughs> and the, I, everybody I'd like much is, is, is for the most part older than me. And these guys are in wonderful shape but they never like were out of shape. And I see people out of shape in the 30, 40s and it becomes really difficult, right? Um, and I love being, I love being in shape. Yeah. I yep. love having that ability to do that, right? I also, like, so I've been running a lot more recently, but then I just went um, for a mile like ride, nothing that crazy. And my legs were screaming and I was so mad. I'm like, oh, you stupid running. I was like, you can't even get me in shape. My... Right? It's so funny <laughs> how that works. How like, it, it, just such small nuances in these, in these, in the, what you're doing are, don't always turn. 
you know. Well, here I'll uh, tell you, th- Colin. I'll tell you this, right? Yeah. Well, it keeps your engine strong. I, I have this. <laughs> I mean, you you know, we Brian and I run, and we run far for the most part during the week. So I do this workout at least once a week. It's all strength. It's all. Uh, it's some lifting, but it's 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 some weight, but it's a lot of uh, stretching combined with uh, body weight. And I, because we did the event last week, I didn't lift last week. I didn't do this workout. So just on Monday, I did the workout. And part of the workout is doing uh, Russian deadlifts with like 35 pound dumbbells. It's nothing heavy, right? So I go for my run yesterday, the day later, and my hamstrings are sore than mother efforts. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, I just took one week off of it. So your, your body, I mean, we can run forever. But and and in some instances, not even get store. But we do. I do three sets of ten, you know, Russian deadlifts, and my hamstrings are tight as shit. So it's it's crazy. Great. That's like you know, first week of wrestling practice when I'm teaching stances, and I come home and my legs are sore just from literally just stance. I'm like, like, oh boy. <laughs> well, I don't know oh, if you listened last week, but oh yeah, you know, Brian and I did. Did the marathon yeah, you, and then we thought the last like quarter mile of the, the mile that we did was harder than the freaking marathons that we did last week because you're pushing it you're pushing it so fast so furious for so so quick amount of time and we're not used to that yeah it's funny i, I like i said one of the reasons i'm i'm very one of the reasons what i was so interested in it's probably one of the reasons why i'm always you and, and what you've done since the death race stuff right is i this is this long endurance stuff is so um fascinating to me because i'm the complete opposite when it comes to, like i want to get on my i would rather rock mountain eight miles and go berserk and then for a long period of time and it, it, it's almost like it's, it's which is like, I, I don't, the once a once or twice a year happening um, this year, we do a long family ride, whether it's two on the bicycles and we've done them all over um, East coast here. So, so we'll do like 180 miles over three days or something like that. And the, I get those. It's the company. Mm-hmm. It's it's brother, it's brother. It's yep. my uncles. It's it's and just riding side by side with them in silence in the woods or even walking is wonderful. But if I was yeah. to go out and try to ride, you know, seventy miles myself, it's really challenging. For me it's really really challenging for me so i can get through those um longer distances like I, i've run the, the furthest i've run is a is, is half marathon and someone's like oh when you do that you're gonna want to run a marathon i finished that half marathon i was like no way no way i'm going longer <laughs> than that <laughs> but i i i think it again it's it's, it's a mental state right it, it's it's a mental a um it's what makes you feel I'm at the end trying to feel good about yourself right um 
and it, it, it's what does that. So I don't know. It's it, that, that, that to me, that's fascinating, fascinating stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, the other two is the time I'm envious of the time because I always feel like I have so many things going on that um, I can't, I can't put that time in, which is not, it's just the way my mind tells me that's why I can't do it, you know, uh, which is, which is always a weird. Yeah. And it'll hold. Yeah. That's uh, and that's what a, a lot of it, I come back to that a lot too, but what I've come to realize is the time I'm putting in to just go out for an hour, maybe two, you know, whether that's time away from the family or early mornings, I'm coming back. I feel as a better person for, you know, all those that I just left behind for two hours, which is mainly Cindy and the kids, but you know, it's, it's hard to do that or take that time. But when I come back, it was like, oh, that was totally worth it because I'm coming back. It's kind of like ending the practice with, you know, you and the boys of you getting a run in while they're practicing. You know, everybody's kind of, you know, put in some physical exertion and kind of feeling good. I feel I got to come back to that a lot, actually, of, well, you know, I'm going to be gone for this amount of time in the morning. I could just be home with everybody. But I got to remind myself when I when I do come home, I'm probably going to be at least yeah. ten times a better person than just waking up and yeah. There's on the that couch there's that coffee. component to it because you're definitely coming back a better person. But the other side of it too is that the kids are seeing that investment that you're making in yourself. They, I mean, they might be not at that age where they could see it, but they're seeing yeah. okay, yeah. You know, mom or dad went out and they they did their run like they said they were going to do. They got up and did what they said they were going to do, and now they're coming back. And then, okay, now it's time to invest each invest in each other. But we also come back as a better, like you said, you're in the perfect, better version of ourselves for them. That's to, that's. It, I mean, I mean that's there. My wife and I have a very mutual respect of this, and um, it, it, it's why I think. I think it's the reason why very, you know, pretty calm, subdued, happy people. Um, Cause we, we see that like my Hill runs more than I do. She, she runs a lot. And um, you know, it's not like there's never a good time or bad time. And we're never going to give each other grief. If someone says, Hey, I'm going to run for, go for a run. You know, it's very mm-hmm. mutually respected, which is nice. Um, Here's, yep. here's a dad question. Here's a dad question. I always, a self-reflecting question I always have is, so you two from, you know, extremely close friends, right? From home. And even though you're far apart, a great relationship with you, do you find yourself having friends like Mike or like Brian, where you are locally, or are you feeling, is that why you are still so close with each other? Because locally people don't, and the reason I ask this is because it's a funny question. I don't even know. I live in, you know, I live in this little farm town, but it still is very suburbia dad, right? And I, 
I, I can talk to anyone. I can talk to a wall by myself. I enjoy, I enjoy, you know, hanging out with some, like a lot of people around, but man, is nobody like me. Right. You know, there'll be a, we're going over some friend's house and, 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 and they'll be like, come on shots. And I'll be like, I getting up at 7 a.m. And what? And they look at me like I'm nuts. Right. Or they're, they're like, Hey, we're, we have this golf. And I'm like, uh, I don't even know how to swing a golf club. Right. And I find myself going, I like look at Hill and I go, wow, Hill, I guess dad, like just dad, like quintessential dad, right? I have all these really, like I am super close. Like all my friends from high school, I'm like super close, super, super close. Because I, we knew each other for, we all, I mean, we were different. We have common interests, but we knew each other for, um, our old life i feel like a lot of like the dads or whatever that you're hanging out with or whatever it's it's more just interests and that's why people are hanging out with each other and i always find myself as this kind of yeah outcast it's... and i'm not an outcast like everybody like the college he's weird it's just like i just feel like no i just have different interests than a lot of yeah. people so that that's normal here so I'll, I'll i'll take the lead on this so brian and i are unique i think because our relationship started 30 years ago basically uh because i babysat him and his brothers yeah. and the relationship just we got close then and it's just morphed and over the years we have been fortunate to have the same interests. you know uh obviously we had wrestling growing up and then he went to penn state so we had penn state games we were hanging out and then we kind of had a little blip where not a blip i we were just we he was in vermont i was in philly i was in arizona and we kind of weren't communicate communicating that much but then we reconnected and then over the years over the last 15, 20 years, our, our relationship exploded and our families got closer. He's the godfather of my oldest child. So we've gotten really close because our interest, we stayed in contact and our interests continue to be very, very similar. Okay. Um, and we grew together. So that, that's, that's the easy answer. So Colin, when I, was living back in Pennsylvania. So I've been in Arizona. I was here 2000 to 2007. That's where I met my wife. We had our kids. And then I was back outside of Philadelphia for 11 years. And I was mostly hanging around with the guys that I went to college with. Uh, great guys. I love them to death, but you know, I say, Hey, I don't want to hang out to two o'clock in the morning. Cause I'm going on a 20 mile run tomorrow. They think I have four freaking heads and they, they think I'm nuts. And to this day, they still think I'm crazy. They love me and support me but they think I'm crazy. So my point is back there in Philadelphia, I still had close bonds with people, even though our interests were different. So here in Arizona, we've been out here for two years and we're, we're still kind of meeting people, Okay, but I haven't found anybody that I might have somebody that I might be able to go on a run with for 
15 to 20 miles on a Saturday morning. But that person isn't somebody that I'm hanging out on a Sunday afternoon watching the Eagles play football. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's, 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 it's interesting. It's weird. I, 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 we've, we're meeting from meeting friends out here, but there hasn't been a lot of really, really close bonds. Listen, and I'm going to maybe embarrass Brian a little bit, what Brian and I have, I think is very, very special. It's not something that a lot of people are able to have in their lives. And I have maybe a handful of people that I could say that about. So I've been very, very fortunate to not only have him, but his whole family. I mean, our families are pretty tight um, and it's hard to replicate that. So, uh, and you, what, what did you say? You were an outcast. You, is that how you classified no, yourself? I'm, I'm totally not like, I, but I, no, no, but I that's, mean, that's what, that's what you classified yourself, right? That's what yeah, you said. I, but I here's so, so my, but my wife calls, my wife says we're just outliers. Okay. We're just outliers. So a little, a little, a little bit more positive spin on that, but I understand what you're saying because I haven't been able to find uh, not not that the people that we're friends with are great people. It's just it, it it's it's going to be hard to find somebody with very very similar interests that you really tightly bond with, especially those those folks that you grew up with, right? Yeah, it's funny. It's funny too. Like I, I just ask it too because you guys are you you have these interests that that aren't um. Obviously, the norm, right? So when it comes to like these, these, you know, moving and people and it's like I get along with everybody. I've kind of always been. I I remember one. It's funny how like little things, stupid little things people say to you kind of stick with you, right? But like I remember once in my fraternity, one of the guys in the fraternity came up to me and he goes, "Hey." why do you talk to Andrew? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, nobody likes him. And I was like, what? And I was kind of like, oh, I, he's in our fraternity. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> which, which I guess is kind of a funny, not to bring things back to wrestling too, but wrestling was such a cast of character, right? And there was no, everyone had the same mutual respect that you were all on, like, like, Listen, in, when I played soccer, JV got ridiculed. There was a mutual respect for everybody, right? Because you they through this you were going through. I, I I get along with everybody. In 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 when we move to you know in DC, there get along with people. We get um. We get along with um, everybody. My wife's super friendly and all that stuff. But it's just always your guy. Like I don't even watch sports, um, so like people, people know if they invite me over when there's a football game, I'm gonna talk and probably ruin the game. So they don't. Even, <laughs> I don't get those invites. <laughs> I don't. Even, I don't. I, I, That's a good way to avoid invites. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, we invite Colin, but he's gonna, you know. It was funny. I, I we were at town and and I started with this guy that was next to me, and um, I asked him what he made, and he's like, "Oh, I'm an art, I'm an art teacher at this local uh, private school." And I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" I was like, "So you're an art teacher there?" He goes, "Well, I'm the, I'm the art teacher, and 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 I'm also the wrestling coach." 
And it was almost like I had to back away because I was like, all right, we're almost too similar. That's going to be weird. I don't know what. <laughs> like, because, uh, too, like, much, too much alike here. I went to school for fine arts. Like my, I, all I wanted to do was paint and draw and, uh, and, and that, um, and, and, you know, I've weaseled that into some sort of career, but, uh, in my mind, I'm still just kind of painting and playing with Legos. Um, which, which isn't, is that's per- as long as that's what you want to be doing though, that's where it comes down to right. is just waking up in the morning and what do you want to do? And if that's what you want to do, that's the, you're, it, you're right where you need to be then. <laughs> But with um, oh, I was with, say, switching, switching with that, yeah, go ahead. Switching um, topics a little bit. I always do that. Like that's as a dad, that's kind of what I'm trying to do with my children too. And I also I try to go to as many like career days. Um, I help a couple of local colleges, stuff like, uh, with teaching some classes and stuff because I always think I've got like this interesting take on things, right? So, so, uh, you know, we come from the life is all peachy and everything smells like roses background right and work and and you know i don't think dad ended up doing what he wanted to do in life his job right but he's it's it he's that doesn't make him upset right i don't like my parents were never of this like do what you love and then probably a job right I always tell people you're going to find NFL football players that are don't want to practice. Still a, everything turns into a job, right? Yeah, everything turns sport. into a job at some point in time. <laughs> so if you're constantly trying to search perfect job, I, I think it's almost a little difficult to achieve. So what I always try to tell like my kids or any kid to Know yourself and know what you like to do. And then there's many different areas to apply that brain to, right? So like what I do for a living, I would have never thought I would do, but it occupies all those parts of my brain that I'm happiest using. So even though the subject matter and what I do is a little strange, and, and, you know, I thought I'd be designing toys and shoes and stuff like that. That's what I w- wanted to do originally in college. I'm doing all this. Tech. So it, it's not, it's not so black and white. Like, like if, if you want a writer, you have to just, you want to be a writer, you want to write books, you have to write and write books. You know, I think there's probably other ways around. But I, I try to teach my kids that. I try to teach them to know themselves. I don't think that happens a lot in our, in nowadays. And it's like, Oh, you're at this reading level. And, and like, so what, you know? And, and it's like, why does he need to be at that reading level? It's like, he's not a big reader. I was not a big reader. I'm not a big reader. Um, you manage, you, you work your way to get through it. Yeah. So, that's what keeps me kind of like, I try to teach my kids that because everyone has brain. I, that's what gets me through the, the work days. Um, I work a lot of hours. 
So my thing sometimes because it's occupying those parts of the brains that I like to do. So. Yeah, that's beautiful. What, um, you can definitely throw in some plugs here for what you do and your business that you, you started. Is that, uh, is that right? We, it's you and uh, another business partner. kind of the hard way. I, we left, I worked with this. I, you know, uh, I worked with him for about six years when I was at, um, the old architecture firm I was at where, where my brother and I worked together. I did. Um, and we're extremely right off the bat. Uh, two and a half years, two and a half years into the business, we were sitting down to have a meeting of um, should we hire this guy full time and what, what we were going to pay him and all of that stuff and what the business had to do to grow. Business had to actually hire an employee, which is crazy. Um, I was all prepared for that meeting and he turned around and he said, I will for the company or I'm walking and you have no ability to, and letting you run the company without. Me. Uh, so over a weekend, hmm. I, I, you know, I had, the boys were pretty young, like years ago, uh, Hill didn't work. She was just, uh, she was just, you know, at home mom. And um, in one weekend, the whole business fell apart and it mm. turned to some guy that was a friend, you know, came to my house, um, lawyers at me, you know, him yelling, you know, it was me being like extremely defensive. Like this is my, this is how I feed my family, you know, and you start getting emotional saying stupid things. Um, and stupidly i just was like well screw company knowing how to really you know we were partners we were 50 50 stuff i know how to do and vice versa um so seven years ago i just kind of was like i don't think i would take that chance now i i think i was just kind of hot-headed and like show him do it i'll take all of our clients you know um and i did th that was almost seven years ago now um, so crunch, it's just me. Um, I kind of learned partnerships, the hard, um, uh, um, an old friend of mine that we all work remotely. I've got an old friend of mine that, uh, not because of COVID that this, we were doing before an old friend works for me out in Clark summit. Um, and then I have a guy that, a guy that used okay. to work for me in DC for, he had, um, that fell apart. Uh, we had a gentleman who we were sponsoring from Ethiopia, not Ethiopia, uh, Estonia. Sorry, misspoke there. Very different places. Um, and he moved back to Estonia because the company fell apart. He's like, Colin, can, can I still work with you? So I have two guys in Estonia and then one in uh, good old northeastern Pennsylvania. And um, it's pretty for architects and developers and um you know consider my uh, the bob ross of the uh architecture world so <laughs> that's that's nice. what i do but i i called 
because I do so. I um that that first company I was trying to be a good partner and you know we 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 thought sure with you two coming together on a podcast and things like this you start thinking things I discussed names for like a month yep right and it was like I liked something he thought that was bad he thought something and it was like this thing was overthought decision was overthought. So when I started my own company, I'm going, I don't care. I like bicycles and motorcycles. I'm naming the company everything I like. So, and then of course, since everything in the world is taken, I, I... You there? Yeah, I think, I don't know what happened there. It probably, I don't know if there's a, but. It, it um, I, I think, I think it timed out. I think after two hours, it just cut us off. It, probably what it did which two hours is a long time i uh, uh brian had brian had joked and said uh he goes you know he goes, he goes we can go he's like we'll go on forever you know that <laughs> so 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 uh i i i will listen to plenty of long podcasts since i'm sitting at a desk all the time um I'm, uh, i i think what you guys are doing is awesome I, 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 I think, I think it's really cool. Um, and, and I talk a lot podcasts have, have kind of taught me to listen is that's a weird thing, but it's almost because there's no one to talk to. So they've taught me to listen. And, and one of the things that I have found about podcasts most is just listening to people. I can listen to any subject matter if the two people just enjoy each other's right and and listening to people enjoy each other's company and have a good time is is and nice for me it's a weird thing so that's what i've listened to you um and brian talk i have listened to guy jane one of my hands down <laughs> favorite people in the world. So listening to Mrs. Shane talk is like, it makes me sad because I wish I was still house. <laughs> I get it. We get, you know, we get older. I, I really enjoy it. So, so uh, kudos to you guys for, for going ahead and, and doing that. And I know you've been doing it for a while yeah, on your we- own. We appreciate Brian just got, got so sorry, Brian. I think, I think we just got kicked off after two hours. So, uh, that was uh, a good lesson learned. But Col- Come on. Co- Colin was trying, we we're, were trying to <laughs> yeah. tie it back together. And he was talking about your, yeah. your, your mom and how he loved eating some of her uh, granola bars and shit. <laughs> oh, there was, oh, the rebel bars. I mean, yep. I, 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 <laughs> I love, I love those. I, I I had the greatest like upbringing in in Clark Summit with the friends we had and the parents and everything. It was so much fun. But Brian, I was also just telling Mike I thoroughly enjoy listening to two people talk, enjoy each other's company, and that's why I've listened to um, the podcast with you guys and, and and a few other ones. It's really. Ref- it's really refreshing for me to 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 listen to people. Like I, I go through the gambit of listening to podcasts. When you when you there's a big 
different. I was just, I sit at my computer all the time work, right? So I was listening to, um, on Netflix, Dave Letterman talking to people. His show that he does on Netflix. And okay. I, I, I watched it and I went, uh-huh. okay, this is a good interview, but he's not enjoying He's not enjoying who he's speaking with, right? But then, then I'll yeah. listen. Yeah, they they've got their agendas and they got their you know points they want to get across or the points the questions they need to be asked yeah. and it's it's definitely a different feel. I think sometimes they think like subject matter is everything, right? But then then I'll listen to like a yeah Joe podcast where he's got one of his hunting friends on, I, I would crash my car before I ran over a squirrel. But I can listen to them talking about <laughs> for three hours because it's just friends really enjoying talking to each other. Or two people, two strangers really enjoy talking to each other. And it's been, it's been such a neat thing about podcasts. And, and, uh, I, I I think it's really neat that what you're starting and I hope it keeps on growing and working for you guys. Well, we, we appreciate that, man. Well, that, that makes yeah. it all so worthwhile. Let, let, let's, I guess, I guess based upon uh, the anchor app, we're being told to shut this down. So let's tie a knot on it. Um, Colin, thanks so much, man. It was really fun catching up and really enjoyed having you on. Um, the, the words, the words kind of wrap everything Brian and I are trying to do here is, you know, this was his wife, Cindy's idea, just two dudes kind of shooting the shit over a beer. And uh, uh, it, it turned into having guests and it still is hopefully growing. We don't know where this might go, but, um, you know, our, our ultimate, you know, vision is to, you know, be able to impact people and be, be able to impact people in a positive way. So and I think uh, I think we've been able to certainly do that with the content we had tonight having you on. So we uh, we're grateful for for you joining us. <laughs> yeah you're a perfect perfect ultra dad guest with everything you've got going on with with your boys your family your upbringing um it was it was spot on there so we uh definitely thanks for hanging out i know it's late east coast now time um but we really appreciate you and yeah hopefully uh sooner than later we'll be maybe showing off a, a new logo for ultra dads here we'll i'm looking forward to brainstorming with yeah, you and yeah, seeing yeah. what kind of cool ideas we could we could look for, for yeah no it's my pleasure any it's my pleasure if you if there's anything um you know, well we we'll, we'll talk later about that appreciate it i i i just yeah you know um i get very i'm i'm not a i actually am a more emotional person than i think i am sometimes and i and and, and speaking about my kids my wife and friends and all that stuff is always you don't off so it's very comforting to do and it makes you realize that you know you are lucky and in 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 you know and and i'm very lucky and 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 in these last eight months it's like how bad could it be that i'm every day with my boys and my wife Mm. right so yeah. Well, anytime you want to come on, dude, and, and chat about life, awesome. we're, we're we're happy to have you as a guest, man. So we appreciate you, you taking the time out of the out of the yeah, evening with the then, family. And and my goal is uh, my next run. I'm going to be doing the uh, the. Old-
thoughts out in my head the whole time I'm uh, I'm running and see and see and see if that <laughs> more miles on the long end of my run. <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. I got full faith in you. Just set set those intentions and get get out get out there. On just the well, great, great speak. Go I was ahead. just going to say, talk to yourself more than listening to – talk to those thoughts. Talk back to those thoughts versus listening to those thoughts, and it'll probably get you a little bit further. I, I, I'm going to definitely – I'm going to definitely yeah, give yeah, it a totally. try because, because I, I – I, 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 it's a challenge, right? And that's why I like doing it, right? Because I don't necessarily like to run. So or, I mean, I like to run, yeah. but it, I know it sometimes – for me, it's a challenge to do it, so I keep on doing it. But – uh, gentlemen, best to you and your. Well, we'll yeah. follow up with we'll follow up with you and make sure you're uh, you're you're doing it. So keep keep at it and yeah, just show those boys what's up with yeah. Same. Just continue being Thank a good you. dad. Same to you guys. Best to you and your families. Uh, Brian, uh, say say uh, hello to all your family for me. Um, my favorite people. I so. definitely will. Chris, Chris will be listening to this within uh, the next day oh. or two. I guarantee. Chris is a yeah, busy what... guy. I don't hear from him that much anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, he listens. He listens to us Good. now. So we'll uh, we'll give him a little. Once shout I, out. once Good. I get I... guys, I'll send it over your ways too. Okay, great, great. Well, thank you so much, guys. Best, best perfect. of luck. Perfect. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, enjoy the rest of your nights with your family there. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you guys okay. soon. All right. Okay. Take care, guys. Have a good night. Much love, everybody.